Get Choptastic with Devil's Temple. It's Amigos, episode 390. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Amigos. I'm John. And I'm Aaron. And today, Aaron, we're going to be talking about the Devil's Temple. Oh, man. I live in that place. <laughs> I don't know if you knew that. <laughs> And the devil's tough to get rid of, too, brother, I can tell you. You know, um, there's a lot of great martial arts uh, movies out <laughs> oh, there. Oh, yeah, man. There's a lot. What is the be- What's your absolute favorite title? Uh, the Five Deadly Venoms. That is pretty good. That's a, I mean, not just my favorite title. That's my favorite martial arts oh, movie. Oh, so it time. just happens that the, your favorite title is also yeah, your favorite Because it's film. got all the stuff I like. Mm-hmm. It's a revenge story about a guy whose master gets killed. By one of its former students. Mm-hmm. Okay, you got that. Yeah. It's got styles based on animals or mythical creatures. Mm-hmm. Right? And it's got a hero that comes from the bottom and has to rise up and defeat uh, incrementally more difficult foes until he meets the ultimate foe at the end. So it's like a boss rush. It's a, it's exactly like exactly mm-hmm. like a boss rush, except the bosses also don't get along. Oh. So they all, there's some intermingling there. Okay. A, I love that movie. It's an old school you know, old school uh, kung fu movie, mm-hmm. but there are so many good ones. I mean, I don't know how many. Do you, are you a student of the kung fu? Because you obviously practice the dark arts. You know, I'm. I wish that I was. I feel like I've been missing out in life by not watching these movies. Where would I, where should you start if you were instructing a young Padawan? Where would you tell them to begin their martial arts movie career? Well, you can watch many a fine uh, old, as we used to call them, chop suey movie mm-hmm. on YouTube. There mm-hmm. are plenty of those. There's also some channels on Twitch that run them. Uh, and I'll tell you, another guy, the Chud's a big martial arts movie guy. We used to watch these things. I mean, Shaw Brothers forever. It's all we did. Uh, the, uh, our good buddy Flack, he's a huge uh, martial arts guy. Now, you've got different phases of martial arts, right? Because you've got, like, you've got those movies from China and from Hong Kong, the, uh, uh, you know, the low-budget, crank-em-out movies. But they're, they're really good, a lot of them. And some of them are real clever. And then you've got like your the Bruce Lee era, where like because Bruce Lee was such a so um, Bruce Lee didn't start this this genre. No, 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 no. But he but he 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 was so popular that his mere presence changed all of it. Mm. And for and so his all not only his movies but the movies around him are are uh, influenced by him and his whole era. In fact, uh, and you can move right up to the Jackie Chan sort of era, and there and there are other guys, so Chiba and some other guys that are in there. But then you go right in like the Jackie Chan era because Jackie Chan actually was one of the early Bruce Lee ripoff guys. Because mm. you had you had Bruce Lee and Dragon Lee and Kung Lee. You had a guy called Bruce Wee. That was his, actually spelled like that. You had all these stupid guys, right? And Jackie Chan was one. And you've got sort of that Jackie Chan era, the crazy stunts and the more like some of the more modern stories, although Bruce Lee did some of those. And so you've got that thing going on, and that's what was going on over there. And over here, they sort of went down a different path after Bruce Lee died. You had uh, the seventies, sort of like black exploitation stuff was mm-hmm. in there, and then you had uh, the early stuff from like uh, uh, Chuck Norris and that sort of thing. Even somebody like you could even say like old Charles Bronson maybe might be in there. And then you had. Uh, uh, they went up a different route, and then you went, then you go into sort of the ninja era, like American Ninja, American Ninjas, all those, uh, the Master. We watched American <laughs> Ninja in band. In oh yeah, 
uh, America. I I wasn't a super big fan of like those particular. They're dopey fun, right. you know. They're fun, but I mean, there was too much talking in them for me. Not mm-hmm. enough action, right? I but a lot of action. And also, I never liked the fact that like you're a ninja. But there's a guy that's just chopping down ninjas left and right, just like vampires. Remember we had that conversation mm-hmm. about one right. vampire chopping them up? What's the point? If you're that big a ween, mm-hmm. what are you doing with your vampire powers? You're blue it. Yeah, and if you're that ween, you should not wear a ninja suit. Can you imagine if you're... Just think about this. You're a guy, and somehow you're turned into a vampire. Mm-hmm. Okay, think about this for a minute. And you're like, what are the odds of that? <laughs> I'm going to live forever. I'm a vampire. Right. And then you go out and the, like, one of the first outings get killed? That's... That's worse than being a human. Yeah. You've totally dropped the ball. That's true. And it's the same thing with ninjas. Mm-hmm. Think of all the training ninjas do. They gotta throw the smoke bomb mm-hmm. and go underwater with the scale walls. With the re, with the yeah. little claws. Uh-huh. And you do all that training, you're invisible, you're teleporting, and then you go out and get killed like three Instantly. seconds by some other guy. Yeah. What a geek. Yeah. So, you know, there you go. And then ultimately as it moves forward into the world like uh uh would you say that Kill Bill is Kill like the, Bill. the uh... like I loved Kill Bill. Mm-hmm. I loved it. Mm-hmm. But even that, she stacked those ninjas, the crazy eighty eight. She stacked them up like Cardwood. They were just the biggest geeks, mm-hmm. you know. So you do. There's a. I don't like them to look like total geeks, mm-hmm. you know. And also, a big thing I like in old kung fu movies is the training montage. Mm-hmm. They're dodging claws and they're walking on the tops of of like bamboo that mm-hmm. have spikes on yeah. it. They're jumping over moats mm-hmm. and stuff. That was something that was really cool too. That was a big part of the fun. Mm-hmm. You know, you need to get into this. This is a great genre. Of so, fun. if I had never seen one of these movies before, and you <laughs> had to give me some advice, what advice would you give a young Padawan oh, man. movie? If I'm going to pick out a few, aside from the one I mentioned there, which was uh, Five Deadly Venoms, uh, I would also say Dragons Forever is great because it's a Jackie Chan movie, which is Jackie Chan seamlessly and flawlessly combines. Amusing, wacky antics and action. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Super Cop is another good one uh, that I would mention. Does that have Chuck Norris in it? No. Oh. Uh, Chuck Norris, I liked Firewalker. It wasn't really a martial arts movie, but in terms of Chuck Norris movies, a lot of his I don't think are that great. Mm-hmm. Some are fun. Uh, I think he was in a he was in a trucker movie. I don't think it's a Breaker Breaker one of those. That one I'd watch. Was that a kung fu movie? It, well, everything with Chuck Norris in it is a kung true. fu movie. It's true. You know, so that's that's part of it. Uh, if I'm going to re- recommend a couple more, because you don't like the funny thing about you is you don't like a lot of hardcore violence. Right, I like I like a lot of action, but not a lot of blood. Like there's this great there's a great old movie where this guy he's an evil master, mm-hmm. and his gimmick is he's got this big hat and he wings this hat out. And it's got a string attached to it, mm-hmm. and, and when he, he throws it, it puts it puts it on another guy's head. Oh, and then this thing comes down and he pulls the string and it rips their it decapitates. Ugh. You know, this was awesome because then he pulls it back and he's got the guy's head. It's right. super, it's like a drive up of murder. Yeah. You know, yeah. he's taking to do anything. He's got <laughs> this guy's head. You know, it's a drive. So, but I mean, that's another one I think is some of them are so stupid that they're fun. Mm-hmm. You know, so you might be able to get into some of those. Mm-hmm. I'll make you a list of okay. But those are some that you can start off with those. Sounds probably. good. Sounds good. All right, Aaron, let's start off talking about Devil's Temple. here all right boat Te- devil's temple but listen i'm fired up for what we just talked about so i'm in the right, proper frame of mind Good. to talk about this game brother so this game uh was like a gift from above 
this released, I believe, late last year, 2022. Now, uh, the developer is listed as the Raster Wizards. Good name. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, we'll get into who the Raster Wizards are. Uh, but uh, they've done a few things we've actually tried out, including one of your all-time favorites, Black Dawn Rebirth. Oh, yes. It's one of theirs. I, I can't get enough of Black Shadows Dawn. Shadows of Surgoth. I, I don't recall that. I one. don't either. I don't know mm-hmm. how we missed that one. And also Barbarian Plus. Okay. Which we did like. Mm-hmm. That was really good. Yeah. A real big improvement on Barbarian. So who are these guys? Well, you've got McGeezer, everyone's favorite. Uh he's done some great stuff, including Bomb Jack Beer Edition, Rygar, a Turbo Sprint. Mm-hmm. We, I think we tried all those. Yeah, those are all great. And Santa Run. Uh the graphics were done by a fellow named Tenshu. Uh, who also worked at Barbarian, Black Dawn Rebirth, and Santa Run. And the music for this game, and the music, by the way, is top shelf. Newsflash. So good. You've got uh, N09. Uh, I'm, got, I'm not even trying to use the real name, so I'm no. just going to use the cool guy name. That's right. Uh, Hoffman and DJ Metune or Metune. I don't know what their names are. I don't have to know. No. Because they're putting out... The grooviest, the groovy mm. beats, boat. I love the music in this game. For, uh, let's just let's start off with just talking about the music. It's got music and sound in a glorious medley of uh, beautiful tunes and wanton destruction and violence, right? Blended together to rich tapestry for your ears. Let's buddy. keep in mind this is an OCS ECS game that has no trouble producing awesome kick butt sound and awesome kick butt sound effects. That's right, and it, like the different levels have different music. And by the mm. way, I want to say something here. And I just heard this before we went to the show. I want, I didn't, didn't beat the game, early warning. But I wanted to see the ending part of the game. And so I actually went and watched it. The credit music in it is off the chart. Really? It's off See, I didn't look at that. I'm going to have to good. go back tonight and do it. It was so good, uh, Boat. So I wanted to put that over before I forgot about it. Um, it's funny. In the credits for this, they list some stuff, and it's, it's sort of pertinent when we talk about this stuff. It, it says in the credits that the development time of this was 14 months. So listen, it was a long time in coming. 14 months for what they came up with? That seemed pretty good to me. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I can't imagine <laughs> committing myself. To, yeah, yeah. That's true. Uh, so yeah, uh, there were. it said here, now maybe this means something to somebody else, but not me. They said uh, 68K assembly line. There was 43,000 lines of assembly in this. I don't know what that means. That sounds like a that's, lot. It's a lot of lines. Well, I mean, think it, one line is 10 prints. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> that's basic, you knucklehead. <laughs> and then the number of sprite frame animations they've got listed here, it's 635. I can believe that because this game has tons of animation. Yeah, it's got lots. Of, there's lots of stuff going on uh, in this bad boy. So, just like any good martial arts film boat, you got to have a backstory. And this one's got one. Uh, so, Tommy's girlfriend is hanging out at the temple. You know, and you know how that goes. Here come the jerks, mm-hmm. and he, they come up and they badmouth her. Then they beat her up, and then they steal her. Goon squad, man, never let your chick out near the dojo. Yeah, you know what I'm saying because yeah. the bad—that's where the bad stuff goes down. Mm-hmm. So, the, from the actual documentation, it says three years after Thomas defeated X at the Devil's Temple, X has once again resurrected his evil army of thugs and kidnapped Lena. So you'll recall this is based. The full name of this is Devil's Temple, Son of the Kung Fu Master. Mm-hmm. All right, we'll get into that in a minute. Uh, but uh, so, according to the documentation, I, this is this takes place three years after the original uh, Kung Fu Master. So it's 1987. You play Tommy, 
uh, and you make your way to the Devil's Temple where Lena is being held hostage. Use your superior Kung Fu skills to destroy anyone who gets in your way and rescue your girl before it's too late, Boat. That's a great lead-up. Now, mm-hmm. before we get too heavily into this game, do you recall the old original Kung Fu Master Boat? Well, I really don't, to be honest really? with you. This is not a game that I played at all, and I still haven't played that much of, but I played a lot of the NES port of this game, right. known as simply Kung Fu. Right, right, exactly. So, uh, just for those of you that don't know, uh, Kung Fu Master was an IRIM joint, mm-hmm. which I think I've more than once mistakenly said it was Hato or somebody else. It's IRIM. IRIM, yeah. Uh, they and, were the first third-party publisher for the Nintendo. Oh, really? Yeah. Good, good stuff there, Bode. So, this is a game that was released in arcades way back in 1984 uh, that has you, as the, as the documentation sort of mentions, you're, you're uh, going through to take out X... And uh, and the whole premise of this original Kung Fu Master is you go through the temple uh, in its entirety and you're trying to b- b- beat down all these bad guys who just come at you. We're talking about vampires and geeks. These are the old, the, the guys that the, the ex has hired are the biggest geeks in the history of Kung Fu, especially in the first game. Yes. They don't put up any fight. Their goal is just come and grab you. They want to come hug you. you. They hug you. And when enough of them hug you, they literally pick you up like it's a battle royale and they just toss you off the temple, which is pretty funny. It is. It's a great animation. You You see your guys, oh. And every once in a while, one of them will come up and can do something. Mm -hmm. They'll have a blind, like one guy has a limb, like off a tree. One guy's got knives, like there, and then some other crap. And it's funny, too, because both games share this in common. As the foes approach you, they will morph into their fighting stance, which means they'll raise their arms up like this, yeah, and yeah. they'll come towards you. This, and then, I will say that the fighting style they teach at X is a little <laughs> suspect. If I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, this, I think, this game, the original game, was uh, very reminded me of very much of a Bruce Lee movie called The Game of Death. I don't mm, know if you ever saw The Game no. of Death, and it has Bruce Lee going up the various levels of the temple. I'm not 100% sure, but I think Game of Death's where he fought Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, if I'm really? mistaken. Really? Wow. You ever seen that fight? No. Listen. That sounds great. There's a great bit in it. Not to, not to cut in on this, but we got to talk about this for a second. <laughs> so, think about Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Yeah. He's sitting there with a huge afro, these sunglasses mm-hmm. on, mm-hmm. and barefoot. Right? Okay. So, Bruce Lee comes rolling in, and he's got that yellow suit mm-hmm. on with the black stripe. Yep. And so Kareem just kind of lays like out of his chair. He walks over to Bruce Lee, and Bruce Lee gets in a fight, and Kareem kicks him in the chest as hard as he can. He shoots Bruce Lee across the room, and Bruce Lee looks down, there's this huge footprint on his chest. It's so good. That's awesome. It's so good. I love good. that. It's so good. And you know Kareem's in trouble when Bruce Lee finally breaks his sunglasses. That's when the deal goes down. It was an all-time great uh, movie. So anyway, this uh, the original Kung Fu was pretty heavily based on Game of Death. Plus some other stuff. I'm sure they threw a, a, a listen. Everything's based on Bruce Lee all the time. Mm-hmm. Everything you ever seen in martial arts, Bruce Lee, Bruce Lee, everything. So uh, it was neat. They could have just ported this game. Uh, they could have, but the idea to do a sequel. When we first saw this game, uh, I was like, you know, this looks good, but it's not kung fu. Let's hope they don't do something that's going to make me angry. Well, I I remember when this first was being announced, it was announced as a port. Yeah, of right, Kung that's Fu what Master. we thought it right, was. Right, and then uh, so as the year as the year went on, we found out what it was. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, I can say happily, if you're like me, curmudgeon old bum, who doesn't like anything that takes off from the other game, listen, they did, they did a good job mm-hmm. here. This will not anger you. At the bare minimum, you'll be neutral on it, and you'll probably actually be happy with it. So, first impressions of this thing. It comes up, Bo, with the cool picture of your guy. What did you think? Great. Yeah. Great. I thought it was great. I love the atmosphere. <laughs> you know, it sort of reminded me of the beginning of Punch-Out, you know, uh, where you you have the guy, and he's, you know, like yeah. that. Um, and uh, I thought it was great. And, of course, you know, the the best part about this game was that you start and you see that option screen. I love yeah. games that have the options. It's screen. got a lot of options in yeah. here, uh, and they gave you all sorts, including some censorship options, mm-hmm. some audio options, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of options. Now I played the I played sort of the not super super duper foul language version right. of this. There's two versions. Yeah, the, well, the, the the options, the two options that you have in terms of content is you have gore. And you have something yeah. called maturity. Yeah, maturity. Yeah, that's and I one. wasn't sure what maturity meant. I knew I didn't have it. Like, <laughs> that's all I knew. You know, gore is pretty self-explanatory. Yeah. When you turn the gore option on, when you kick people, blood flies out yeah. of them and stuff like that. In fact, when the maturity option is on in the very beginning, when the girl, when your girl gets hit, teeth explode out of her mouth. Yeah. In a very pixelated way. She ain't pretty no more. Yeah. And so, uh, but anyway, maturity. I was like, well, I wonder what this means. I wonder if there's, like, naked people or stuff. Because you so, told me about this, and I was like, right. what are you talking about, Boat? <laughs> and so, uh, and so you, when you turn on maturity, whenever you fight a boss, the bo- all of the bosses in this in this game go to the old, uh, the sailor school of language. They're, yeah. they're very salty. Yeah, yeah, they are. I will say the head of the bad guys, he wore a mask that, like, <laughs> no self-respecting luchador would have put on. And I've seen guys dressed with, like, bowls of food on their head. <laughs> The mask this guy wears makes the mask look dignified. Yes. He's got he just looks like an He looks pretty dopey. He looks I don't I was like I was like, what is this mask this yeah. guy's wearing? But I mean you do want to hurt him. I will mm-hmm. say that. You want to go maul the guy. So once the once all that's down, you get into it. Now, explain to the people, Boat, the how the control is working. Okay, so Kung Fu Master in Devil's Temple is a game where uh, you are on a 2D plane, and you travel from right to left, mostly in one of the two directions. Yeah. And uh, you are accosted on both sides by enemies who approach you and try to hug you <laughs> or throw a projectile at you. Yeah. Um, and uh, the, you, one of the things that characterizes this game is the amount of enemies that you fight. Uh, even compared to a beat-em-up like Final Fight yeah. uh, that you might be familiar with, you get there are just thousands and thousands of enemies in these types it's of like games. It's like a slow bullet game, basically. Yeah. It's like you know those games that are where you play to shoot them up and the bullets are real slow. Mm-hmm. These are like huge, grabby bullets. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so you are uh, equipped with a variety of martial arts moves. You have a punch, you have a kick, and you have a jumping kick. Yeah. You also have a low kick or a sweep. Yeah. Uh, and uh, your job is to use all of those to your best ability to destroy these enemies. Most of the enemies go down in one hit. Yeah. Um, and uh, and the, the tougher enemies take two, three, or more hits to defeat. If you have a boss, uh, there is a boss meter, and you have to kick the boss, you know, probably 10, 20 times to get him in a trouble. You know, I was just, as we were just speaking about this, you know who would be would have been perfect in this game? Not the jump shows here. Well, how did they not put in that dude from the ALF game? Did you see that? 
There's a guy. Oh, yeah. That just walks around like this. The Secret Service guy. Yeah. Mr. Grabby. Mr. Grabby needs to be in here. The elf guy. You're absolutely right. So, yeah, but Boat nailed it. Now, as you go through the game, uh, you are there are tons and tons of different levels. Actually, ten different levels, and there are three bonus screens, right? So you start off on the street, then you go to the subway, then you're in kind of like the really bad part of town. Mm-hmm. Your part's the good part. And think about it, like the good part of town is where a gang kidnapped and beat up your woman. You can imagine what the bad side's got. Right. They got graffiti everywhere. It's like over by the family dollar in Colude. <laughs> yeah, and the very same. Mm-hmm. And then you've got the arcade, my mm-hmm. personal favorite, because I like arcade. And you can even tell like there's a Wrestle Fest in the background, some mm-hmm. other stuff for Wrestle. Yeah, you, you see there are there are various homages. Yeah, I there. love that. Yeah. And plus you can see the concession prices. Mm-hmm. I like that's good. Then you've got then you're at the temple in like this riverside courtyard. And then what you've got to beat this guy to get into the temple. And then you're into the temple for Four floors, and on the fifth floor, that's where you get to the final bad guy, Boat. Now, every level up to the temple looks different. Mm-hmm. I'll give that, which is nice. Very colorful. Yeah. Uh, they vary. Uh, inside, outside, the subway looks good. In the background, you see movie posters and ads for games, and you see... Uh, all kinds of crazy There's messages. There's graffiti. Hoffman's left yeah. some graffiti on one of the trains. I love that. Yeah. Oh, that was funny. And then once you get to the temple... It's very much like uh, the original Kung Fu Master. I mean, including the temples cut out from the side. Mm-hmm. And so you can just, like the old guy, you can sort of fall off, which is cool. So they these guys, they did a good job paying homage to the original by putting those in there. And there's one level in there, I believe it's the third floor, where they're, it's almost exactly like the beginning of the second floor of Kung Fu Master, where these eggs come out and they blow up and little lizards come out mm-hmm. and dragons that you Dragons, fire. yep. You know, it's real tough. That mm-hmm. level's real tough in the arcade, too. Uh, and, and each level has some really awesome tune, and they've really went into the realm of some of this stuff is sort of Asian-inspired. Some of it's more like, some when you're on the alley, so it's more hip-hop-inspired. And you could have just phoned this in. I mean, we knew these guys wouldn't, but you could have. Mm-hmm. You know, but the tunes are great. Yeah. And they really fit the level quite nicely. Now, I want to get into what makes this game different from the original. Because for the most part, you go backward, you go left and right, hitting your kicks and punches, knocking guys off, right? However, and, I, and thank God for Boat telling me this, because I was sucking at this game. This game has power-ups in it, and every once in a while, you'll come across a little sign on the screen. It'll be just, it'll be innocuous, just hanging there. Mm-hmm. And when you jump up and kick it, again, another thing I think was inspired from a Bruce Lee film called The Big Boss. When you jump up and kick this thing, it will blow up and it will drop some sort of goodie. Mm-hmm. Right now, I've got a list here of the goodies. How many do you recall the different goodies you got? Uh, you can get rice, uh, rice balls, and yeah. they give you your energy back. Uh, you can get weapons. Uh, you can get uh, one-ups, and there are also various point awards you can get. Right, correct. Uh, and these things help a ton. You, the, the chucks are great. You get those of whack guys, mm-hmm. which was cool. That wasn't in the original. I'll, the power-ups are an add a welcome bonus to this game that makes it a lot of fun. This game has a strict timer. Yes, and I mean it's not as strict. It's not the most strict timer, but it's pretty strict. It keeps you moving. Yeah, it sure does. And so. That is, it's it's not as bad as like Super Hang On. Mm-hmm. That's the worst. Yeah, but this yeah. is cl- a close second. Uh, and so you need that food stuff to keep going. It's funny, most of the time, 
I could get to the end boss pretty easily. By the time I got to him, I was so beat down, he just smacked me around. The end bosses in this are cool. Each stage has a, a kind of a neat end boss, uh, ranging uh, from the first level is, is a cop, the Blue Oyster Cop, which I'm sure that's a takeoff of the old Police Academy movies. If you ever saw those? I thought it was a takeoff on Blue Oyster Cult. No, no, well, it could be. It could be. I don't, I don't know. know. It's, it could be the one. What is the Police Academy? That's reference? I'll tell you later. Okay. Um, then you've got a uh, chick with a whip, big fat guy that breathes fire. Uh, His so, name is Big Burn, big by the Burn. way. I like that. I can't believe I didn't say it. There's a ninja. There's this old man that comes in pairs, and you keep knocking his head off, and he keeps coming by. Did you get to that? Guy? No, no. Boy, that was disturbing. I can tell you that. I was like, what the heck is this? So there's a multitude of bad guys, and there's a health bar at the top that tells you how much uh, they've been hurt, you know, obviously. Um there's a combo system. You want to explain? Did you understand the combo system exactly? As far as I'm aware, the combo system is basically whenever you land a punch on somebody, it builds. But whenever you miss, you you blow your combo. Oh, I see. I see. Are you doing more damage during that? Because I, I didn't th- really No, I think the way the combo system works is it figures into your score at the end of the level. I see. At the end of each level, one of the things that makes this game infinitely replayable is that even after you beat it, you can still do better by playing more perfectly. So when you get to the end of a level, you get rated by the amount of time you have left, your score, your combo meter, various things, and you get a letter grade. You know, I think yeah. S is the best, and then A, B, C, D, E, F. So there's this This is great, because this gives you a reason to keep playing once you've seen everything. Yeah. Um, what have we not covered? Is that I think that pretty much sums everything up. So your thoughts? This is, I'll tell you the reason why this is a great game. Yeah. This game is, uh, much like all beat-em-ups, they're very simple mechanically. You only have a couple moves. The guys that are coming at you, they only have a couple moves. Yeah. So the secret to this game is to keep things buried with the uh, with your surroundings, okay? This game is set in 1987. Yeah. So it's got that nostalgic vibe about yeah. it, you know? Uh, when you walk, like you said, when you walk through the neighborhoods, the sort of the houses, they kind of look kind of old school like. Uh, when you walk into the arcade, of course, you see all the old arcade games. When you walk into the subway, things look, you know, 80s like. Um, that's great. That's great. I love the fact that they put you, they make you go to the temple. You know, you travel yeah. through this town to go to the temple. So they're telling a story without having to tell a story. Yes, yes I agree. Um I really like the way that your character is animated. You know, they could have taken the easy way out. This is a game that you can get by with without having a whole lot of frames of animation. Yeah. But when you watch your guy jump and kick, especially the punch. The punch in this game is not really a punch. It's more like a back fist. Yeah. And the back fist is so smooth. You see that hand come out, bam. Yeah. You know, super, super cool. It looks cool. good. They even get the little motion lines. Mm-hmm. You know, the funny thing about this game, this could have easily been plucked from the arcades at right around the same time that it was it's based mm-hmm. you know because this is just i mean does this have a, like multi-planar parallax scrolling and and multi-volumetric fog no because that would have been dumb mm-hmm. you know and not to mention why make a game why not make a game that everyone can enjoy? Yeah. And this is it. This right. is the game. Right. This shows you, uh, much like a few other games we've covered over the years, like what could have been done had enough time and enough and enough uh, knowledge of how to do it, you know, 
it made it happen. You know, this is a good yeah, do you, do you ever wonder and other games, you know? Do you ever wonder how many hours of development time were wasted on just trying to figure out different ways to do parallax scrolling? Like, whoever came out and said, boy, you know what the customers want? They want parallax well, scrolling. Well, listen, I love parallax scrolling. For, don't get me wrong. But, I mean, it's... What are we doing here? Well, again, it all... It, it, it all, all comes down to is the game that he gets. Right. And I'll the, cash in the parallax yeah. scrolling for the game. Right. You know, and that's... and and. On top of everything else, Kung Fu Master didn't have parallax scrolling. No. And it's an all-time classic, yeah. Stone Cold classic. And I have to say it, but this surpasses its, its predecessor. And it does it exactly the way a sequel should, by keeping the bones of the original game and then going in and laying down some interesting new... It didn't have to go crazy. Mm-hmm. It didn't have to do anything crazy. Right. They just, and they, on top of everything else, they added, they added some bonus stages that are sort of reminiscent of like IK Plus, where mm-hmm. you kick the ball, kick these balls in the front of the sky, and eventually you kick balls and weapons. But I mean, the the game, this game, let's take out. Okay, is it a good game? Yes. Does it have good sound and uh, sound effects at the same time? Yes. Does it got tight controls? Yes. Does it have all that stuff? It does. Take all that out. Uh, it runs on a low end Amiga. Mm-hmm. ECSOC, I think it requires half a meg. Yep. Okay. That's standard fare. Mm-hmm. Even a 1000 can have that easily. Mm-hmm. Okay. Then it runs, it, it should run on everything all the way up the line of CD32, right? That right there is enough for me. If I would have accepted half this game with mm-hmm. that, with those, but I mean, they went all the way. And it's a tribute to the guy's amazing abilities as programmers yeah. to put this together. And I don't think, you know, some people might say, well, you know, developers back then didn't have the time. And that's right. true. That's yeah. true. But I also think developers back in the day didn't have the same level of passion as somebody like Graham did because they were doing it as a job. Yeah. This was a thing they were doing so they could get to the next thing so they could get to the next right, thing. Right, exactly. The games the games that weren't like that were very few and far between. Like, I think, was it out of this world where the guy basically did it by himself and it took him five years yeah. or something crazy? Like, those type of projects were few and far between yeah. on the computers. Those were, those were passion projects. Yeah, yeah. And that's what this is. It's yeah. a passion project. That's one of the great things about, because we don't cover tons and tons of new games, but every once in a while we cover them, and they're almost always... Even the little puzzle games, because they're almost always good and fun. Mm-hmm. Why? Right? Because people are more knowledgeable about stuff, sure. Uh, people have more time, sure. But also, people are doing it in their spare time, and they're doing it because it's fun, They want and they want something to enjoy. Yeah. And then they give it out. And then, so w- let's talk about how you get this, by the way. So I looked it up. Now, we uh, we got this off the website. I don't think they're offering the box set anymore. Okay. Uh, the box set, I will say, the box art on this was awesome. By the way, the guy that did the box art, I should mention him. I should write it down. His name was uh, Tenshu, or uh, I'm going to try it, Christoph, Christoph Romanoli. Let's go with that. Yeah, I think that's good. And he also did uh, art in Barbarian 2, uh, Black Dawn Rebirth, and Santa. Uh, the art on this looks cool. In fact, the art all the way through the game looks good, Okay. But the box is good, so you can't. I don't think you can get the box anymore. So you're out, out of luck there if you weren't. And I missed out on it by the way, because this is the one I'd probably buy. I think we totally. But when I checked the website, this is going for fourteen pounds or sixteen dollars and eighty-three cents as the pound goes up and down with the U.S. dollar. I'm guessing that's what we paid somewhere around seventeen. We, we well, actually we got it on sale. Oh, I, pe- I picked it up a couple of months ago because I knew we were going to get around to reviewing yeah. it. So we paid about seven bucks. Oh, for so it. what a steal! Yeah. So if you catch it on sale, but with all that said. 
I would endorse picking this up for $17. Yes, it's uh, definitely worth it. It's got a full color manual. It's got a manual, a, a good manual. It's a, And the manual looks like, I mean, clearly it's just the same manual they probably put in the box. Color manual. It looks great. It outlines every character, all the moves, all the various points. Mm -hmm. it's a now, good is manual. there anything you didn't like about this game? <clears throat> well, I guess I can, if I'm going to give a complaint, okay, the complaint I would be, the thing is, I hate to mention. I wasn't going to mention it, but I will. Uh, there, this game, there are 10 levels that play pretty much the same. Mm -hmm. It's not like uh, you're not going to get any uh, crazy ninja action. It's ex pretty much, it's not like even something like a double dragon where they change it up a lot. This is not changed up at all. Mm -hmm. But uh, the arcade was exact same way. Exact same way. So this has more varied enemies than the arcade, and there's adding the additional power-ups or stuff to do. Uh, uh, so got that. But otherwise, it doesn't give you... If you go into this expected 10 diverse levels, they're going to look different. The music will be different. They did everything they could, but they're not that much different. Mm -hmm. So I would say if you're... If, if you're not in love with the original and you're not in love with the gameplay as it is, it's not going to change as you go through. Would you agree with that? I agree with that. And I, although I will say in the game's defense, the bonus levels are a nice sort of the breather. The bonus levels are okay. You know? They're okay. Um, I would have liked to have seen them not go with the original hugging to death uh, damage. I would have rather seen, you know, there are three different ways you can approach taking damage. One is that you get hugged to death, okay? Where, you know, enemies just sort of get around you and you see your meter tick down. The second way is when you get hit, you basically, you blink, you get some iframes and you can move on. The third way is when you get bounced back, like in Castlevania. Yeah. I would have liked to have seen you get bounced back. You know, you get, if, you, if, you, if an enemy comes up to you and it hits you, you get bounced back and you have a chance to, to re retaliate. The way this is, is whenever the enemies surround you, your life bar gets sapped and you have to rock back and forth on the joystick or press the two buttons yep. to get out of it. Yep. This is in keeping with the original game, so I can't fault it too much, uh, but I wish they would have changed that particular mechanic. Yeah, you know, and, and, and that's the problem. I think if you go in there and do that, you're fundamentally changed. I mean, you're going to have something else. Yeah. Now, it may be better, yeah. but, it, but you can't, but what they're going for here. And maybe if they do another one, mm -hmm. maybe you get a little more adventurous. Yeah, you know. Uh, but uh, I, I think uh, uh, in light, keeping with the spirit of the arcade, they kept the weird. And sure. the thing is, that game is sort of famous for that. Mm -hmm. I, there aren't too many games where I you're totally, a dentist and then yeah. hug. Yeah, I you totally know? understand why they did it. I just think they they could have done it better. Yeah, understandable. Uh, with all that said, uh, the reviews on this, I did. There, there's not a ton of them, but I've got a, I've got. The Lemon score here, Lemon gave this, an, right now as it stands, an 8.78 high praise. And RGN has this at 92%, also high praise. Did we get any Discord action on this? We did. Uh, Pajaco6502 writes, if you, think of see, if you think seeing a lady gets punched in the gut and Double Dragon was harsh, yeah, how about having the leading lady getting smacked in the kisser and knocking out some teeth in this intro? Youch. I was really quite impressed when it started, but quickly found the game's difficulty curve too steep. I only managed to reach level 3, and try as I might, I kept getting trapped by baddies. My main problem is that a lot of the time it's quite easy to accidentally jump when rapidly changing directions, which would land directly into the hug of death. If you did that while many baddies convened on you, it was certain death. 
By level two, the baddies are so plentiful, unless you're smacking the buttons with absolute precision, you'll get caught and cuddled to oblivion. <laughs> Even easy mode didn't seem to change much. If you like a challenge, you may love this. Me, I was more of a kung fu disaster. Definitely check out the free demo before buying, as it's a little pricey for a game you may only play for a short period. Fantastic graphics, great music, but honestly, too hard, too soon. Seven out of ten. You know, it's funny. It's fun. I don't necessarily disagree with his saying this is a difficult game, but it's got a rep that for being way too easy. Believe it or not, mm. I kept reading that everywhere that people thought it was too easy. So clearly, I think once you get once you figure out the controls. You're gonna do okay with mm -hmm. this, and also he. I, I wonder if he knows about the power ups and stuff. Yeah, yeah, bad. yeah. If you don't know about the power ups, it's a bad time. That's the only one we got this. That's week? That's the only one we got this week. Well, good. Thank you, Vajaka, for chiming in. So yeah, I like it, boat. I think it's a winner, big winner, boat. If you ask any Amiga repair technician what the most problematic component of a motherboard is, they'll undoubtedly mention capacitors. The electrolytic capacitors that ship with the Amiga are 30 years old or older at this point, and each one is a ticking time bomb waiting to explode battery acid all over your motherboard, sometimes damaging it irrevocably. Don't wait. Replace your capacitors now. Full capacitor kits for every Amiga model are available now at RetroRewind.ca. Don't want to attempt the repair yourself? Use their white glove recap service and leave the intricate removal and soldering process to the professionals using industry standard equipment. Use the promo code AMIGOS10 at checkout and save 10% off your cap kit or service. Remember, make RetroRewind.ca your first stop for all your Commodore computer needs. Gamble Train City, baby. That's right, Aaron. You know, we, our first story this week is one that's going to be near and dear to your heart. Yeah, what is this boat? There's a new game out there, Aaron. Yeah. And it's by none other than Hank the, the Hammer Nightheart. Nyborg. I, I can't remember his Nyborg. name. Nyborg? Nyborg. It is? Okay. And, Aaron... You know, not only is he famous for ghosting you on multiple attempts That's to be true. his friend, and I'll... but he's also famous for doing the art for a little game we like to call Lionheart. Oh my God, this looks really good, Boat. Now, what if I told you that in addition to Nyborg, yeah. there was a uh, there was a composer you might have heard of by the name of Huselbeck oh. that was involved. Yeah. And what you've got here is a new platformer on Steam called Tiny Thor. Uh huh. Man, this looks like this is. They should have called this son of Lionheart. Look at this guy. <laughs> he looks. He looks. He's cute. Now, see, that's a that's a little character you can get behind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now so, look at that. We're looking. If you're listening on podcast, the art in this is unmistakably Nyborged up. Mm -hmm. The Nyborg has assimilated me. I want it. How would one get this boat? Where does this run on? Listen, this this runs on Steam. You can download the uh, you can download the demo right now. I don't believe that they have announced a price yet, but you can add it to your wish list. So when the price list when the price does become available, you can uh, you can pick it up. So play the demo. I watched Bill play this on his stream a couple weeks ago. Yeah, and man, it looks freaking amazing, dude. Dude, this looks so good. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, the palette, the backgrounds, they're very lion heartery. Mm -hmm. That's right up my alley, Boat. Good yes. find, dude. Yes. Thank you, Bill, too, for notifying Boat on that. That looks great. 
I'll be keeping an eye on that boat. Now, our next video, Aaron, comes to us from uh, 10 Minute Amiga Retrocast. And, Aaron, I know that, uh, you know, desktop publishing is a big part of your life. It's a passion. Yes. Well, Aaron, what if you took all of the skills that you've acquired over the years in, uh, you know, Dreamweaver, Cage Maker? Sing a little bit of that for us, Bird. I believe you can get me through the night. Okay. What was I thinking? Stop singing that, Bird. <laughs> So, you know, you take all the skills that you've learned from the creative suite and you just dump them right on over to the Amiga. Because guess what? Anything you can do on your PC, you can do on the Amiga, except it's better. Take it from an impartial observer, Doug, from Dynamic Computing. It's slightly slower, <laughs> but it's bigger. <laughs> now listen, I, I, uh, uh, I did some paper work back in the day on the Amiga, a little bit. Right? I wouldn't call what I did desktop publishing. But I did some stuff, mm -hmm. you know. I bet you've done a newsletter or two in I, your life. I never did. I never did. Uh, but even like even in your in, back in your days when you were involved with various geekery groups, you never said, "Guys, what we need is a newsletter." Too lazy. Mm. Remember the Amigos magazine? How much of that did we do? <laughs> None. We posed for the for the picture. Maybe that's about it. So uh, I mean, I didn't. I think the Amiga was a capable. Of course, I was coming up from the Coco. I thought it was a capable Absolutely. desktop publishing gimmick. You know, yeah. it, listen, it did the, did the job. Mm -hmm. You know, now I'm, not, I'm no Doug. It's good to have Doug back, by the way. Yeah, uh, and uh, I'm no Doug, but it, it looks it looks good to me. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you on that. I I uh, I don't really dwell on desktop publishing much these days. But if I'm honest, Aaron, our next story comes to us. Boy, you know, it's been a long time coming since we've had a new feature on everythingamiga.com. Oh, yes. And here he comes, like a bat out of heck. It's Graham W. Vebke. Yes. He's got, he started a new series on where he compares an all-time favorite game that he has from any console or handheld or computer system. He compares that with an Amiga game, All right. and he puts them head to head. All right. Okay, and so his, his, the, first, the first round of this is tennis games. Okay, right. so he takes he takes a look at the uh, at final match tennis for the Turbo Graphics. Okay, right, and he puts it yeah, and he plays that. He talks about all the different things that make it awesome, and then he puts it up against Super Tennis Champs for the Amiga, which I don't think we've ever played. Have we no, played? no. So uh, you check out this article, guys. Go over to everythingamiga.com. It's the, the the it's the lead article on this site. And, uh, and check it out. This is a great long-form article where Graham really goes deep and talks about what he likes and what he doesn't like from both games and gives the final verdict. I love it. Yes. We need to get more action on everything Amiga. Yes. .com. You should write a little thing. You've got so much spare time. We need to write a, write a, a full recap of every show we ever did. We'll get on that. <laughs> I'll get right on it. I'll get right on it. All right, Aaron, in our final story this week, you know, Aaron, we had to talk about this because we had such a blast with it oh, yeah. on Amigathon this year. Maria Renard's Revenge, talk to us about this one. Uh, well, this is a uh, Castlevania fan game about mm -hmm. developed by Dom Kid using the Scorpion engine. Yes. That's my, I'm trying to be the Scorpions. Remember the Scorpion the they, band? Yeah, they were the Winds of Change. The Scorpion, well, they did more than that. Here I am, 
Rock you like a hurricane. Yeah. Remember that? Mm -hmm. They they said it right. Hurricane. Not into that. Not into the scorpion. I, I no. Uh, I think they're awesome. Anyways, they're like German or something. They, yeah, they're awesome. Mm. Uh, so uh, this will play on one of your more capable Amigas, the twelve hundred C thirty two. Nothing with your favorite AGA on there. Mm. But it also, there's a version of it out for the A500 Mini, mm -hmm. which is what we play. And it worked great, by the way, on there. And this is like, uh, I, you know, are you a Castlevania dude? I am a GBA Castlevania dude. Right. I loved all the portable right. Castlevanias. Now, we played through this. I think we got to, I think Brent and me and you somehow staggered to like level three. Mm -hmm. I think, what'd you think of this thing? It's good. It's a solid game. Yeah. Uh, they, they, of course, we're, I, I, I wish that there was music. The thing yeah. that makes Castlevania games great is they always have rockin' tunes. But apart from that one small quibble, this is a solid title, especially at the price. The price being free. Yeah, you, it's what this is one of the gimmicks where you pay what you think it's worth yeah. type deals. Listen, I like that. Not just because I'm a cheapo, but I mean, listen, sometimes you play something that's a dud. Sometimes you play something that's good. This Somebody put some work in this thing, and it's very clever. You throw uh, cats and birds. Which I've thought about that, throwing my cats a few times. <laughs> so I think that I think it's quite neat, both. Uh, and uh, uh, I recommend it. Give it a shot. I mean, play it, and if you and it, download it, play it. If you like it, give them a couple bucks. Give them a couple you know? bucks. And, and this encourages more of this sort of thing. Yes. Hey, before we move out of the news, but just a couple of things I want to jump in that are not on the list. I just heard from our good buddy Happy Coding. You'll recall a little while back. We mentioned that uh, uh, Happy Coding did a, uh, was among some guys doing a lot of his works as a box set mm -hmm. for charity. He just noted in the Discord or in the uh, chat here that they will be donating to, uh, close to $2,000 U.S. to the earthquake victims. That's fantastic. Someone came in and they worked with a company that matched all the donations. So that is uh, not too shabby. Yeah. So I want to give uh, Happy the, the real high sign there. Also wanted to mention something I saw on a uh, a Chris Edwards post uh, earlier uh, in the week. He's talking about the new, you know, he he does the big Pymega thing. Mm -hmm. He's he's hinted that the new version, this is something Witcher Whistle, the new version will run on uh, Linux, DOS, everything. Just plug it in. Plug mm. and go into any sort of computer. Mm -hmm. Interesting. That's great. It'll be an interesting That's thing great. to see if we can see that come around. And uh, that that should be a lot of fun. Happy also just mentioned that if uh, if you are still interested, they'll be closing their their box at the end of February. So please go check them out and drop them. Get a get. Listen, what all the games are good, and uh, the uh, it's worth it. Plus, it all goes to charity. The people over there in the earthquake zone, they need everything they can get over there. That's been you a, know, Aaron. Speaking ride. of charity, we did a little thing called Amigathon. We did last both. week. We did do that. And if you head on over to amigathon.com. yeah, let's see how we're doing. Both. Let's see. Let's see. What the the this is not the final total because uh, donations are still running. We have currently raised as of this recording three thousand eight hundred and thirty dollars. Yeah, that that we had a. We I'm glad you mentioned this because gosh, I've done went and forgotten that we did it. Um, this was quite a show. We had a lot of fun. 12 hours with me, with me, Boat, the Brent, our good buddy John Marshall, our good buddy uh, TSI Matt was uh, was there as well. Uh, and we want to thank everyone that uh, chipped in and donated. A lot of people donated before the event, uh, and we had a lot of donations during the event. Uh, it was a good time. I think everything ran pretty smooth. All things we got to play a ton of different games, yeah, which was a lot of fun, including some newer stuff for once. Mm -hmm. We found some real fun stuff that we're going to try throw in the mix 
uh, going forward. Uh, I didn't throttle the Brent after spending eight to ten hours with him. So that was surprising. He tried his best to get him to throttle you. Yeah, especially <laughs> you and him early on. We're both begging to get murdered. <laughs> but I, I, since it's a charity event, I didn't think that would be in line with the, with the charity. But again, thanks everybody. And and going forward, know that the money you gave, it's just not you're not just throwing money at some Amiga charity event. You're actually uh, providing uh, 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 funds for people that are in real need. And you can uh, have a song in your heart. And if you didn't donate, uh, you still have time. You can go to Amigathon.com and throw a few bucks in. We'll be running this till what, end of the year? End mode. of the year. It'll yep. just be there at the end of the year. Hopefully by the end of the year, we can actually get to five five Gs. Mm-hmm. That'd be nice. I think I think 3800 bucks is a, is a very hefty uh, yes. bundle. And if you're in the, not in the position... To where you could have given this thing, it's no big deal, you know. But spread the word. That's all we ask. Spread the word about it, and hopefully we can get a few more bucks in there for the kids. Boat. Absolutely, absolutely. All right, Aaron. What's been going on on the old YouTube channel? Let's this have week? let's have a look, real quick look, boat. So, uh, of course, we didn't do an ARG presents. We didn't do uh, an Amigos last weekend. We so really nothing's been going on in the old no, YouTube channel. No, but we did post the entire Amigathon. Oh, no, part one of half, the Amigathon. Yeah, half of the Amigathon. And by the way, it turned out great. Uh, uh, good job, Boat, Thank on you. that. So if you want to watch uh, the first, was it five hours <laughs> mm-hmm. of the Amigathon? Uh, and gosh, who doesn't? Including watching Boat go through and whoop the crap out of Adam's family. I had a good run. Nice, nice job, uh, Boat. Uh, I think you'll enjoy that. Uh, if we hop on over to the stream team, just a couple things to mention on there. Uh, we've got the newest Happy Coding uh, progr- ZX Programming uh, video up, and hot off the presses, Sprite Castle played last night some Sega, or two nights ago, Sega Master System. Good some games I've not seen on there before, Boat, so it's cool. definitely worth checking out, Boat. All right, Aaron, it's time for the grand reveal. What are we going to be playing next week? What we got here, Boat? Oh, man. This one takes me back, Boat. Tell them. All the way back. All the way back to July of 2015, Aaron. This is our uh, second look week coming up next week. And we're going to be taking a look at Hybris. Although I say we, it's not going to be you and me. Next week, I am going to be at the West Virginia Music Educators Association yeah. State Conference. Man. Big, so, big the one and only, the Brent, oh, man. is going to be filling in, and I bet he's got something to say about old hybrids. Listen, I've got the Brent coming in for a triple next week. If, you, if you're thinking to yourself, man, I need more irritating goof in my life, then brother, <laughs> tune in next Friday, because we're going to do a three-way dance next week. We're going to do Amigos, Everything Amiga Podcast with Hybris, the very first game we ever covered. Mm-hmm. Then we're going to do... Me and the Brent are going to host uh, R. Sinclair, where we'll tackle how to be a complete bastard. That's right. Uh, which should be fun, because I think Brent co-wrote that book, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> and at the end of that, we're going to be tacking on that week's ARG Presents as, as, as the triple threat. We're going to do it all in one big night. That'll be next Friday. We're going to start it at 6 p.m., uh, boat, because that's when the Brent gets off work. So it's going to be quite a show I'm sad. I am sad that you're not going to be there for the Art Sinclair. I was dying to hear your thoughts on this game. And I will grill you afterwards to get your full scoops. I know you played it. Oh, yes. And uh, uh, that is quite a game. Oh, 
You didn't? <laughs> I can't believe it, man. All right, guys. Uh, thank you, as always, for watching. You know, we want to thank our Patreon supporters. Patreon.com slash Amigos Podcast. If you want to support the show, get access to our Discord server and uh, and get an awesome magnet at the end of the year. Yeah. We want to thank all of our uh, Twitch subs. We record the show live on Friday evenings. Twitch.tv slash Amigos Retro Gaming. You can watch us live, take part in the chat. Thank our moderators, Pixels at Dawn Gaming, Duncan Styles, and Super Tech Boy. Guys, we are going to leave you with the haunting love theme from uh, Kung Fu, son of Kung Fu Master, Devil's Temple. Uh, until, mouthful, yeah, it's a lot, a lot of words in that title. Stick around for the Coco Show if you're live, guys. We'll see you next time, and until then, adios. adios.